0: When this boy meets girl, meets boy, meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to boy meets girl meets boy meets world. Season 5, episode 7, chapter titled,
1: I Love You Donna Karen." i'm alden i'm tanya i'm the boy i'm the girl
0: and that's the intro where we pretend like what we're doing is a class book (laughs) a what a class book um so this is the part of the show
1: (laughs) (laughs) what are you even doing today
0: (laughs) i don't know um tanya how have you been
1: um well what i mean not the best like (laughs) We live very close to DC, so yeah. not great.
0: It is really weird to do stuff normal right now. I yeah. mean everything is normal right now for us. But it's still weird to think like oh yeah, a couple of days ago though, <laughs> people were trying to overthrow the Capitol.
1: Right. Like, like a like,
0: fucking Will Smith movie.
1: Yeah. Um it yeah, it's really weird. It was really weird that day to be at work and still have to do like mundane tasks and then come home and do all of the normal home things as if everything was n- normal.
0: Yeah. But so here we are.
1: Here we are. I I mean otherwise I've just been finding lots and lots of things to immerse myself in and take comfort in. Mm-hmm. So still Over listening to In Strange Woods like over and over and over again. Really? Nonstop? All the time? All the time. It's all I want is to listen to In Strange Woods. And it ends tomorrow, the day that this, well, actually today, I guess, because the day that this episode comes out is also the day that the final episode of In Strange Woods comes out.
0: So what she's trying to say is don't listen to us, listen to In Strange Woods, the podcast.
1: Or listen to In Strange Woods cry a lot it'll be very cathartic and then listen to us hopefully we can cheer you up after listening to in strange woods
0: we'll see because so far it's been a bummer of a start <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been it hasn't been a real fun start
1: i don't know what you're talking about everything is completely normal
0: um yeah how have you been i built a shelf for our closet and it felt really good because because our closet has been a disaster for six years Um, go on seven.
1: I will go in and I will organize it and clean it when I have chances to. And it stays like, eh, okay, for about a week. And then it's like, just insane again. Even
0: then, it's just, it's still piles of stuff. It's just organized piles of stuff. Mm -hmm. So at least now it's on a shelf.
1: Yes. And it is a beautiful shelf. All of the things that you build are very beautiful. She's
0: very supportive of my building.
1: I think it's great.
0: Um, I enjoy it. Um, I really like building stuff. I want to do like a, like a DIY group. What do you guys build? I don't have anything. <laughs> um, I've been playing uh, the Shantae games, though, on Switch, all the Shantae games. I started the first one that's available and started playing it. And Shantae has really been one of those weird games where this is the second time now where I've been in just like a funk, a rut. And then I started a Shantae game, and I was like, "Oh, this! I love this game! Like, I love playing video games."
1: I feel like every week you hijack our podcast into a gaming podcast this, for like ten minutes. And
0: and you know what? Not a single person in the history of our podcast, not a single uh, class class student. <laughs> um. Has said anything about any of the games that I've talked about, or played them, or mentioned it. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's um, uh, appreciated. <laughs> or en-
1: I would agree. Enjoyed. I don't think that your your game corner of the Boy Meets World podcast <laughs> is appreciated either.
0: Um, so maybe I should stop. Maybe I should just be like, I played some games. Mm-hmm. Well, I played some games, guys. Um, what else did we do?
1: I don't know, what did we do?
0: We watched Boy Meets World season five, episode seven, chapter titled
1: I Love You Donna Karen.
0: Oh, I can't wait to meet Donna Karen. Um, Tanya, blur me up.
1: Alright. So the blurb for season five, episode seven, I Love You Donna Karen is Sean falls in love with a mystery woman.
0: <sighs> Could it be Donna Karen?
1: Um, I think that would be weird. Why? Donna Karen is a designer.
0: I didn't know that. Really? I mean, I I gathered that throughout the course of this episode, but I did not know that before this episode.
1: I f- I definitely feel like I explained it to you. When? Last week when we watched the episode. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know that until oh. then. Uh, until then. Um, this episode was directed by David Kendall. Who? David Kendall.
1: Who's David Kendall?
0: Uh, he is opposite of Barbie. You have Barbie and then you have a Ken doll. <laughs> um, and it was written by Ellen Idelson and Rob Latterstein. So new people. Whole new crew. Whole new crew starting up a whole new relationship. Just like Bing Bang Boom. We're here now. You're going to do what we say.
1: The names of these people are now Bing Bang Boom.
0: Bing, bang, boom, have come in and decided Donna Karen is the it girl. Um, so where do we start? Classroom or not?
1: Not. We're at Chubby's.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm very sorry.
0: It's okay. And what do we see?
1: Uh, Sean is in a booth with a girl, and Topanga and Corey are, you know, over at one of like have the we... side tables over by the wall.
0: Have we seen this girl?
1: Once. We yeah. saw her in class. Mm-hmm. She answered a question. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just got her name then, and mm-hmm. and that was it. Mr. It Green was, was like, like,
0: Angela, what is your idea?
1: Yeah. And, you know, with Boy Meets World, yes. these characters are there, and then they disappear. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see her again. Yeah. Um. So Corey and Topanga are sitting at their little table against the wall, remarking about how just adorable Sean and Angela are, and then... An, Topanga thinks they should stay together and Corey's like whoa 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 um you know we can't go on a double date or anything because it's been two weeks and Topanga's like what are you talking about and he's like well Sean has a two-week rule and we go back to the table where Angela and Sean are talking and Angela's like yeah it's been a great two weeks like it's fine whatever and she just kind of is like aloof I guess about everything and Sean is very taken aback by it mm-hmm. she gets up to walk away and sean's just like where are you going and she she goes oh i thought you were done letting me down easy
0: mm-hmm. and it cuts back to Corey and sean i mean cuts back to Corey and topanga and topanga is just like this is ridiculous if he likes her he should be with her for oh no sean comes over at this point mm-hmm. um And Topanga is telling Sean that his two-week rule is ridiculous. And Corey is like, no, 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 no. His one-week rule was ridiculous. Two weeks shows growth. Right. Uh, She talks about how Sean has commitment issues. And uh, Sean says, no, I've been with Corey for 15 years.
1: And then they have a back and forth about how... But Sean has moved... There's a lot of inconsistencies <laughs> and I do blame Bing Bang Boom on this.
0: Bing Bang Boom. What are you doing?
1: Like there's there are many, many inconsistencies within this particular episode. Um, but, you know, Corey is just like, you know, it's been a wonderful 15 years. And Sean's like, you've put so much work into our relationship. And Corey's like, it takes two and like reaches his hand out to Sean. So we're back at it being like chill and cool for them to be like bromantic yeah
0: bing bang boom uh know what's up yeah so we go to the hallway at school right yeah 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 we go to the hallway at school where where they are um talking about how oh wait what
1: so at sean walks away from the table okay and topanga is like i think i got through to him and Corey's like, oh, yeah, and they look over, and Sean's mm. making out with another girl over by the jukebox. Yeah. So then we go to the hallway.
0: Now we go to the hallway. Am I allowed to talk about the hallway now?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to make it very clear that Topanga really thought, like, her overly high-pitched screaming at Sean was going to work.
0: hmm Yeah. Go so ahead, hallway. Hallway. Um, the the They're talking about how, like the two-week rule and how relationships just don't last and how Sean is a, um, you know, he's he's seen enough relationships to know that they just don't work. Um,
1: they walk into the lounge. Is it a lounge? Yeah, it's like the senior lounge. It okay. has, like, the, the couch, and they're always drinking coffee and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And there's oftentimes where, like, Sean has a real mug in his hand, and I don't understand why there's, like, like a kitchen mug mm-hmm. in the senior lounge.
0: Can you imagine like high school fights if there were just ceramic mugs laying around? It'd be crazy. It would be. Uh, but also, can you imagine a, a couch in a senior lounge? Do you know how many dicks would have been drawn on that couch? It would been It would have been called the dick couch.
1: I mean, yeah. And people would have... What? I mean, they're seniors, and there's a couch uh-huh. to lay on. Uh, the dick couch? hmm and make out on, uh-huh. and other stuff.
0: Oh.
1: It is, however, right across from Mr. Feeney's classroom door, so. Right. I guess they couldn't do too much.
0: No, they, they definitely could draw a few wieners on there, though. You
1: didn't have a couch in your high school?
0: What? No. <laughs> Who did?
1: I don't know. We had pews in our high school. Did they have any dicks on them?
0: Yeah. You think I drew any? Yeah, I did. Where do you think I'm drawing this inspiration from? I didn't conjure up an idea of dick drawing seniors. <laughs> um, they they find a purse in the in the next to the dick couch, and there's a coffee table uh-huh.
1: in front of the dick couch, and they find this purse. It's like a weird brown suede purse, mm-hmm. and they don't leave it alone, which I think is weird.
0: She's just dumped that shit out.
1: They're like, oh, a purse. Let's find out what's in it so we can find out whose it is. And, of course, Corey's like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I have a mom, and that mom has a purse. And one time I went into that purse, and I never want to look at her again. Mm-hmm. What did Amy have in her purse? What do you think? A dildo?
0: Wow. You're getting blue on this episode, Tanya. First, you talked all about the dick couch.
1: But, like, what could... I mean, do tampons bother him that much? Like, what could have been in her purse? I think she was just carrying around, like, porn magazines. I
0: think... First off, I don't think Corey would be upset about finding porn magazines.
1: In his mom's purse? Yes, he would.
0: Ah, uh, maybe. Teenage boy, he would have just been like, I don't care about the circumstances. I need this in my life.
1: Did you ever find a sex book in your parents' room? No. It's upsetting.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like, anything having to do with sex and your parents is... Just devastating.
0: Huh. Really, Tanya? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. So I'm drawing on inspiration for drawing on couches.
1: I went into my mom's nightstand.
0: Bad move. <laughs> um, I don't know why you thought that would be a good move. But he, he, Corey's a teenage boy. It very well could have just been as innocuous as uh, tampons. Yeah. Because I, I'm, a, I'm a 30-something-year-old man. And I have friends who, if they went into a girl's purse and saw a tampon, would be like, ugh. What? Yes. It's, listen, you have been very sheltered by living with me for seven years because I don't care about any of that stuff, like, at all, in no capacity. Um... I have friends who will not buy their girlfriends tampons.
1: That is so bizarre and also awful, but like very bizarre to me because like 98% of the female population like need them I thought, every single month.
0: I thought you were going to say 98% of the population is female. And I was like, <laughs> huh, I wonder where she got her numbers. Um, so anyway.
1: You know what? Let me just change that. There are a lot more people in the population that need tampons than just cisgendered people. So there's a lot of people that need tampons every month. And if their partner can't go out when they're in severe pain and get them tampons, that's kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Like their partners put a piece of their body.
0: OK. All right. You're getting real blue. <laughs>
1: okay i'll end it at that all right yeah so the purse yeah they're like no let's not go into this purse it It, belongs to a girl
0: it is very weird that they're going through a purse of a high school girl and they're not finding tampons and stuff like that
1: yeah it's it's very strange
0: um but anyway they're going through it all and and sean is just into it like they find a book of sonnets Mm -hmm. shakespeare and Mm -hmm. sean is just like i hear he's good um and what do they find a, They find a CD like a, a classical music CD. Mm-hmm. Um, some lip gloss.
1: Yeah, the kiwi mango lip gloss, and what then is
0: strawberry it's, kiwi.
1: It's uh, kiwi mango, and Corey immediately starts putting it on his lips. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they are talking about how someone on TV said that it was like the sexiest flavor, and it's very cute.
0: It is impossible in COVID times to watch someone put on lip gloss and not go, what are you doing? Yeah. Anyway. Um,
1: um, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie ticket, mm-hmm. who I guess Jean thinks is the greatest <laughs> actor of all time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Feeney comes out while they're doing all this. And they're just like, Mr. Feeney, where's the lost and found? And Mr. Feeney's is like, uh, you're looking at him. And they just
1: kind of stare at him and he's like, yeah, I teach history. I teach English. I run the, um, the video department or whatever. And I'm the lost and found.
0: So they, they kind of go over like how excited Sean is to find this purse and all the stuff that's in it. Like it resonates with his heart, even though Mm -hmm. none of this is stuff that he's been into ever before. Um, and Corey's just like, man, you re- you really like this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'd give this girl two
1: weeks. Yeah. Also, um, when Mr. Feeney was, like, going through all the things that he is in charge of, Sean kind of, like, calms down. And he's just like, um, we'll put up a notice.
0: Right. Um, so now we go back to the, the backyard where we see Mr. Feeney again because Eric.
1: Eric's at his back door. And he's just like, Mr. Feeney. And Mr. Feeney comes out. Um and he's like what do you need mr matthews and and eric is just like i have these tests and apparently that's what they base all of their grades on uh, in college Yeah. yeah and mr feeney is just like goodness gracious like you got into college you can handle this on your own like i can't be with you every step of the way and eric's like you're tutoring someone else in there aren't you
0: and Straffini is like I'm I'm sure I have no idea what you're talking about and shuts
1: the door uh huh
0: and Eric stands outside and yells he's you're nothing to him he's just a professional tutor you don't mean anything to him um so we go to Chubby's? thought that was really funny uh no we go to to the apartment oh yeah we go to the apartment where Eric is now um trying to study he's studying with um, Jack 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 um and uh, It's going badly. It's going real bad. Uh I think Jack says something like and who did the who who the Louisiana purchase and Eric is just like
1: I don't know. He's says, Leave me. like Stop hounding he's like me. twins.
0: The Lewis twins, yeah. Um and Jack basically gives up and leaves. And Eric stands up and he's just like Marco.
1: And you hear Polo.
0: And it's Mr. Feeney on the couch.
1: He's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. In the out apartment.
0: In the apartment on Eric's couch.
1: Um, But Jack can't see him.
0: <laughs> Good point. That's true. Yeah, Jack comes in and he's like, Eric, who are you talking to? And and Mr. Eric is like, <laughs> Mr. Feeney. And my mentor. And Jack is like, uh-huh. And, uh... He walks out and Eric is like, he's acting like he didn't see you. And Mr. Feeney goes, uh, that's because he can't, Mr. Matthews. Um, and I think. Uh, so Jack comes back in and Eric is like, hey, uh, Jack, do you see Mr. Feeney right here? Feeney, no Feeney. And uh, he also says that Mr. Feeney the British man, mm-hmm. which is funny because we had that conversation years ago. Right. Um, and. He goes, Feeny or no Feeny? And Jack goes, No feeny. And Eric just goes, Okay, grab the keys. I'm driving and gets in takes <laughs> Mr. They're feeny. Going to the library. They're going to the library together. So now we go to Chubby.
1: Yes. As Sean is sitting there reading the sonnets. He's just completely taken in by them. Um and Corey and Topanga are getting like worried. They're like, "We want to set you up with someone. How about Deborah? Like, Topanga has his friend Deborah. We really think that you guys would be a good match." They were wrong. Um, <laughs> Got him. But
0: yeah, no. T- I think Topanga says, "We found the perfect girl for you," or something like
1: that. Hmm. Um. So they convince him, he- and he is fully convinced that like there isn't anyone who could basically compare to the purse. Girl. He
0: is still though going through the purse and finding things. Yeah, he
1: finds snow caps. <laughs> like
0: it's like it's Bender's stomach in Futurama, like things well, was just thinking, appear. I like
1: the Barney bag.
0: Mm.
1: Like things do just like keep appearing. Now, as a purse carrier,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I will lose things for like a month and then I'll be going through my purse, and there's so many pockets in there that I'll be like, well, oh my gosh, look at that.
0: Here's what I was thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like if I wanted to get to know you right like if i went out into the kitchen right now grabbed your purse that's probably sitting on the kitchen table i would dump it out on the kitchen table and i would go through it and i'd be like who even is this person because 90 percent of what a woman carries in her purse is shit that somebody handed her and she was like i don't want to carry this around and she just throws it in her purse and then forgets about it until two months later when she cleans her purse
1: partially but partially it's things that we have to use like all the time sure yeah that, like if that's the we, rest of it yeah if we don't want to end up without something like we make sure it's always in our purse like but, my headphones are always in my purse my mask i always have a mask in my purse um but my lip balm but my
0: point is like all of that other stuff would be no indicator of who you are as a person like um he found snow caps in her purse and he's all excited he's like these are the perfect movie food They were in her purse. Maybe she didn't like snow caps and that's why they were in her purse. She was just like, ugh, I don't want to eat these and Mm, put them in her purse. I see. He found that CD because she didn't want to keep it in her car because she didn't want to listen to classical music in her car. And he's like, this is who she is as a person.
1: I don't know. I feel like there are so many telling things about what you find in a woman's purse. But how do you
0: know what's telling and what's not?
1: That's true. But if you correlate like she didn't have sonnets and a classical music CD and snow caps, like all three of those things were not things that people handed her that she didn't like. And like the classical music CD and the Shakespeare sonnets together would imply that those are both things that she enjoys.
0: Or she had one friend who was like, I need you to start being smarter. Here's what I do. Anyway. I have a point.
1: You do have a point. I also have a point. Like, if you go into my purse, you'll know that lavender is my favorite thing in the world because everything I have in there is either lavender flavored or lavender scented. So, like, if you were to not know me and you were to go into my purse, you'd be like, wow, she really likes lavender. Mm-hmm. Um I don't carry candy around in my purse that I don't like. Also, that wouldn't last either. Like, I wouldn't have candy in there. Generally speaking, That's, because that it was would my be gone. that yeah. was my
0: point initially. Though, like when he found those snow caps, I was like, those wouldn't last. Like, if she wanted those snow caps, they wouldn't be in her purse.
1: I am though, like an avid gum chewer, and you would find my favorite gum in my purse.
0: Or any gum that you saw in the world.
1: I don't know. I buy my favorite gum.
0: Yeah, but sometimes you get people... Starburst
1: who... strawberry gum.
0: Some... Right. P.O. box. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, like
1: being able to chew on a Starburst for like 30 minutes.
0: All right. And this is the part of the show where we talk about Starburst.
1: Anyway, um, my point is that while your point is valid, like you still would be able to get to know me a lot from what's in my purse. And even like receipts, like you could see the things that I purchase, like... And what I'm into based on the receipts that are in my purse, too. It would mm-hmm. be like, seeds, 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 soil.
0: I'd be like, this person's a plant. <laughs> um. Anyway.
1: So, we're at Chubby's. They're setting him up.
0: Yeah, they're, they're talking about how they want him to meet Debbie. And, and they finally convince him to get to know her, to meet her. So, it's double date night.
1: But, and... In- He is very much not wanting to do this. Right. Like, he resigns himself to it, but it is apparent that he is not into this. Yeah, he
0: very reluctantly agrees to meet Debbie.
1: So, now we're in the Matthews house.
0: Yeah, Matthews house. It's double date night. It's, uh, they're in the living room. Um
1: Sean's controlling the music.
0: They are double dating in Corey's living room.
1: Right. Um, Sean though, like Corey comes down the stairs and Sean is listening to classical music and he is just like way into it. Um he's dancing around to it, and Corey's he's, like, What are you even doing? He's doing like
0: air violin solos. Yeah. And Corey is just like, uh, Debbie's about to come here and meet you, and this is not who she wants to meet.
1: Why not?
0: Right. Corey, red flag, maybe, huh?
1: Right. Um so then the doorbell rings. It's Topanga and Debbie. Um Debbie is played by a very prominent nineties actress. Um she was in what was that model one? I can't remember all the movies that she was in, but she was in America's a lot of. Top model. No. No. I meant to look her up. Lilo and Stitch. No. Um, I meant to look her up because she was in a whole bunch of things. And why do I feel like she was also in Boy Meets World once before? I can't quite remember why I feel like that. But Mm -hmm. she was in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. Um, But anyway, this was her worst role ever. Mm -hmm. They come in and Topanga's like, this is Debbie. And Corey comes over and he's just like, yeah, hi, Debbie. I'm Corey. And this is Sean, like your date. And she goes, oh, you're skinny. And he's like, is that good or bad? And she was like, well, you know, I'm an aerobics instructor. So it's very good. Like, I can tell you take care of yourself. Debbie is disgusting.
0: <laughs> Double D. Double disgusting Debbie.
1: Disgusting Debbie. Mm-hmm. Um, she continues to talk. What she thinks is nutrition and health, but it's actually disgusting and awful. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie absolutely has an eating disorder and would like to project that on every single person she comes in contact with.
0: Yep. And Topanga loves her. That was weird. Like this. De-
1: yeah, Debbie does not seem like a Topanga person, except for the fact that Topanga has gotten very overbearing and yeah. irritating lately. Yeah. That's like true. her conversation at Chubby's where she's trying to talk Sean into being a commitment person was this weird, like high pitched, like it's, I could relate to it because I think that she was talking the way that I talk when I get passionate about something, but like, why is she so passionate about Sean's love life? I don't know. Topanga has gone off the rails. I think. So
0: I actually, I was talking to a friend the other day, um, who who found our podcast? And uh, Tanya gets so confused when I say people found our show. <laughs> like she's like somebody listened to us. She made the <laughs> weirdest face when I said that. <laughs> anyway, um, we were talking about it, and he said, "Yeah, bet you loved Topanga when you watched the show or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, I did." But the weirdest thing is. Now going back and rewatching it, and not even rewatching it, because we've rewatched it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. We've seen every episode of Boy Meets World a million times.
1: Yeah, now we're dissecting.
0: It. Now we're dissecting it and watching it week by week and watching it progress or regress. And I don't like her now. Like yeah. it's so funny the the way that I felt about these characters before starting our podcast and the way I feel about them now. I didn't really care f- about Eric much before. Yeah, I liked Will Friedle. I didn't care about Eric the character. Right. Um. I did. I hated Jack. Uh. I love Jack now. Yeah. Um.
1: My, I didn't like Mr. Turner.
0: My opinion on Sean was that that he needed Corey around, but I'm seeing more and more that
1: the show didn't even need Corey around.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> And Topanga was like the the teenage crush of every boy mm-hmm. at the time, and she wasn't a good person or girlfriend most of the time. Right. Um. God, well, how did I get off on this? Let's keep going about the show. Right. We also watched Boy Meets World season five episode seven. Ch- what seven? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so um they're trying to keep this date going and she debbie asked sean if they can change the music because she hates it and he was like no 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 like listen to this part like what do you like close your eyes and listen to this part like what do you see when this part comes on and she closed her eyes and she's like uh no uh uh." and i'm not gonna say what she said now like um because it was gross and bad and um, he is like, I'm sorry, we can't do this. Like, I cannot be on this date right now. Good call, Sean. She's the fucking worst. And um, and uh, Debbie's like, yeah, this isn't working and date is over.
0: Yeah. And they're talking about the purse, too. Like, he brings it. She's like, oh, and he has a purse. And uh, Corey goes, wait, 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 that's not that's not his purse. And. He found it. And she goes, Oh well, he found an ugly purse. And I think that's when Sean yeah. is just like, look, all that awful shit you said, didn't like it. But now you talked about this purse.
1: And he picks up the purse and he leaves.
0: Mm-hmm. So we go to the hallway at school and they're going, Sean is still going through that purse. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: they're heading into the lounge and um, Angela comes over mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, something is like really different about you, Sean. And you can tell they're kind of like... Very friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, yeah, I don't I don't know. And she's like, maybe it's your new shirt. It's a good look on you. Mm-hmm. Like, really sweet. Very just like, we're chill and cool and friends.
0: I think it's very clear to me in this episode that Angela has so much self-confidence mm-hmm. that none of this matters to her. She, right. she started dating Sean because she was like, this could be fun. Right. Let me see what happens. I know it will last two weeks, and then I know it will be over. And you know what? I'm going to be okay. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting every scene she's in. She's Mm -hmm. just like, okay, yeah, I do like you, but
1: oh well. I specifically remember when Angela came on the scene, like, in real time, when we were watching it as teenagers, and I remember wanting to be everything that Angela was so badly. Like, not necessarily physically even though she is just gorgeous but Mm -hmm. she carries herself with like this like "Mm, well you know whatever it's whatever like i have my own life i'm doing my own thing and it's all good not that she doesn't get hurt along the way but she carries herself in a way that like i only ever wished that i could um and i'm so excited that angela is here because she is my favorite character in boy meets world
0: but so she leaves and Corey walks over and he's like Sean, you seem awfully happy and Sean's like I found somebody.
1: <laughs> and you kind of feel like like Corey thinks that it's Angela at first and he's like oh okay, who is this girl and he's like it's her. And Corey's like it's her who and he's like it's the, the purse girl, like all of these things that she loves like I know her and and we are we've connected somehow.
0: He says they're a perfect fit, which still is weird to me because these are not things that Sean was ever into before.
1: I have a theory about this. What's
0: the theory?
1: Rider She's a murderer. Sh- no. <laughs> this is the first episode that I can remember where Ryder Strong is playing himself yes, in yeah. the episode. Right. Like, I don't know like how many of our listeners have ever listened to literary disco Ryder Strong's podcast, but he is very much this person like he is incredibly intelligent and very much wants to learn everything on earth and he like he is playing himself in this episode um which was a really fun thing to see mm-hmm. and that is i i really do wonder if this was rider strong being like no this is who sean is like mm-hmm. and this is how we're gonna bring sean to this point like he's not just stupid and he's not just the abandoned child like he has more complexity than that
0: yeah but um Corey basically tells sean like you can't possibly like this girl you don't even know her um, and then we cut back to, <laughs> we cut back to the elevator <laughs> at the apartment.
1: For the best scene of the episode. So, Eric and Phantom Feeny get into the elevator. Well, and
0: yeah, Eric's talking about how he got a bee.
1: And he's like, a bee is like the best thing that you can get in college. And the janitor gets on the elevator. And Eric is still talking to Phantom Feeny. And he's just like, you know... I really, I really have always appreciated what you do. And the janitor thinks he's talking to him because he can't see Feeney. and he's like, "Oh, oh, thank you." Oh, he but, doesn't
0: say anything. He just looks over and smiles.
1: Yeah, uh, but Eric is still talking to Feeney. and somehow, <laughs> he says something about briefs.
0: He's sitting. No, okay. So first, um, um, Mister Feeney says something about how like. Um, you know what? It, all you had to do was listen to me and this is where you get and and Eric goes, "Hey, I'll do anything you want." And the guy just looks at him kind of strange. And then Mr. Feeney says, "But, you know, you've got me all wrong. You've got me in this ascot under a suit and for some reason you have me in uh boxers or briefs. I'm more of a boxer guy." And Eric out loud goes, "You want me to change your underwear?" <laughs> <laughs> and the guy the guy the maintenance guy like rips Escapes. open the the elevator door to run out.
1: Oh, it was so funny.
0: It was so good. And just like <laughs> it was so well delivered. I wish I could see like the, the blooper reel of this. Because there's no way he got through it the right the first time.
1: I don't know. You it's possible. Me-
0: you want me to change your underwear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um so then Eric is in talking to Jack. In the apartment. And he's, and Jack is just like, how did you get a B? Like, I don't understand how you did that.
0: Uh, we have a special request in this scene,
1: though. We do. Um, would you like to sing us in? Welcome to Tony's Fashion Corner. I think that's a new jingle. I don't know. It's been a it's new been, jingle every time. It's It's been a long time since what do we've done mean? Tanya's this Fashion is, Corner.
0: This is a weekly segment that we do on our Sagan? podcast. Segment that we do on our podcast.
1: All right. So, Tanya's Fashion Corner. Yes. Jack's shirt. Yes. It is velour or velvet. It is a oversized t-shirt that almost goes down to his knees. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Channing Arnold that requested this fashion corner. And I'm really, really glad that he did because uh, it is a giant velour t-shirt. I'm very confused as to the velvetiness of a gigantic t-shirt. But I also, like, somehow I just keep picturing it on Brian from Backstreet Boys as well. Like, I feel like it was in a Backstreet Boys, like, poster or something like what was this weird velour giant shirt it looked like it was made for someone 10 feet taller Mm -hmm. and 10 feet wider than jack and they just like pulled it out of a basket somewhere and they're like here here's your shirt that you're wearing for this scene it
0: wasn't uncommon mid to late 90s though for guys to wear these shirts that were basically dresses
1: yeah but velvet I don't know. Did you have a velvet shirt in the 90s?
0: No, but I dressed like I was a skater.
1: Mm. I don't know. This shirt was weird. I had
0: Jenko jeans.
1: Oh, me too. I <laughs> loved my Jenkos. In fact, if those actually came back like in, in and not just like it's been speculated that they were coming back in, I would be so excited. You would see me, 36 year old in Jinko jeans. I loved them. Oh, boy
0: there's something. I loved them too, but I look at pictures now and I'm like, what in the world?
1: I don't really have pictures in them, so I no. don't remember. But they were comfy and I could wear my friend's Jinko jeans when I was pregnant with Caden. So
0: that That's what was I did.
1: Tanya's Fashion Corner. <laughs> anyway, so Jack is like, how did you do this? And Eric's like, well, Fanny helped me.
0: And he's like, oh, yeah, you're your invisible mentor, Mr. Feeney. He's like, yeah, no, that's that's what ha- happened. Um, so Eric walks away, right?
1: Yes. And Jack just sort of starts looking around. He's like, um.
0: He's alone in the living room.
1: Mr. Feeney. <laughs> uh Mr. Feeney, are you still here?
0: And he says he's basically sounds like a guy who's talking to God. Mm-hmm. He's got his arms open like the Scott Stapp arms wide open mm-hmm. Creed pose, and he's just like, I don't, I don't know if you can hear me right now, but I really need your help. <laughs> I got beat by Eric on a test. That's not supposed to happen. And Eric pokes his head out, and he's like, Uh, Jack, what are you doing?
1: And he's like, I'm talking to Mr. Feeney. And Eric's like, He's not. In the living room, Jack. And Jack is like, oh? He's like, yeah, he's on the balcony. And you see Mr. Feeney, like, waving from the window.
0: Um, Yeah. So we go to the, the Matthew's kitchen. Corey has drawn a picture a of... A
1: composite drawing of the purse girl. And it's just like a stick head.
0: And he's like, she's gorgeous, but she's also sad because she doesn't have her purse.
1: Um, Sean's going into the refrigerator in the Matthew's house, which is a common occurrence um he plays their radio he goes into the refrigerator it's like he lives there um but sean is just like oh well actually she called and Corey's like oh she, wants she, to, she did
0: she wants to meet at chubby's
1: and Corey's like oh that's fantastic you get to meet her and sean's like no, no, no. like can you go for me and Corey's like but i thought you were really into her what what's going on And this is where it gets very Dash and Lily, like (laughs) incredibly Dash and Lily.
0: Dash and Lily came out 28 years later.
1: Yeah, but it's very, very Dash and Lily because he is like, I don't know if I want to meet her. Like, it's easier to keep this idea of a person in my head and not be hurt by the actual person than it is to go and meet her. Like, what if this is bad? It's way better for me to not know. And Corey's like, you're ridiculous. Go meet the girl.
0: Yeah. So they they start talking about how um, Sean is too nervous to meet her and relationships never go well. And he's afraid of being hurt. And he's seen his dad go through so many relationships and it always ends up badly.
1: And And this this was one of the parts that I feel like Bing Bing Boom did not get. Because does this mean that Verna left again?
0: I don't. Know that that's what it's saying. Sean's
1: like, I've watched so many women leave my dad.
0: Right. It It's weird.
1: But it, Verna's his mom.
0: Yeah. But Verna did leave for a long time. That's one. I know. I know. It's very weird. But, but I understand him. It was poorly worded, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sean has seen his mom leave mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Um,. So he has watched relationships go terribly. Right. I get that.
1: And he hasn't had a lot of love in his life or a lot of examples of love in his life, except right. for like Amy and Alan and now Corey and Topanga. And that's what Corey brings up now As Topanga comes in the door. He's like, love is real, like, and it can work. Like Topanga comes in and she smiles at me and I smile back at her. And, you know, we spend time together and we love being together like that. It works. Mm-hmm. and it's good and it's not disappointing and Topanga's is just like oh that was so sweet and she kisses him and then she's like oh mango kiwi mm-hmm. that's very sexy
0: um so they cory over the course of a few days or, or a day or so i guess a couple days has gone from very against sean's infatuation with purse girl to just being the biggest cheerleader for sean and purse girl right um but so he convinces sean to go right but first we go back to the apartment where eric is studying
1: well no he's cooking
0: oh really oh he- he's cooking but he's t- he's saying
1: hmm yeah. but i need to point out that he's cooking because it looks like there's eggs in a pan mm-hmm. and then he goes and he gets milk <laughs> and he's splashes some milk in the pan. And then when he closes the refrigerator after putting the milk away, Mr. Phoenix behind the refrigerator door wearing like sightseer garments. I don't know. And. Welcome back to Tanya's mini
0: fashion corner.
1: <laughs> but. Like the food in the pan was cooking.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: The milk and the eggs in the pan were cooking. And Eric walked away to put the milk away and then talked. To Mr. Feeney for like a thousand years.
0: To be fair, this is Eric. It's entirely possible the stove wasn't on. Okay. It's also entirely possible that the apartment burned down eight scenes later and we just didn't get there.
1: Okay. Anyway, so Mr. Feeney talks to Eric. Yeah. Phantom Feeney.
0: Phantom Feeney talks to Eric and Eric is like, well, you dressed up pretty nice to go to the library. And Feeney says he's going to, to Reno, or, mm-hmm. and and um, Eric spouts off some facts about Reno to show that he is smart now, um, and...
1: Mr. Feeney's like, you don't need me, like, you did this on your own, and you'll continue doing this on your own.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he leaves. And then, then leaves. Eric stands there while his food is cooking on the stove, and still, and, and he he's just-, just like, Marco...
0: And then he does a Mr. Feeney impression that is as bad as any of mine. And he goes, polo, Mr.
1: Matthews.
0: (laughs) Um, Very nice. So we we cut the chubbies. Sean is going to meet Purse Girl. He
1: puts classical music on the jukebox.
0: Pretty sure it's Vivaldi. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's Vivaldi.
1: One of the seasons. um seasons and he looks very smug as he puts classical music on the jukebox but he like turns around he's like okay like
0: well and everybody stares at him and he he gets kind of awkward about it he's just like oh
1: right um but the purse is on the table and he's like standing by this table that the purse is laying on and this really like pretty brunette girl comes down the stairs and they just kind of stare at each other there's like tension there And he goes to say something to her, but she turns around and hugs a guy who's coming down the stairs and he flips out and leaves. And Mm -hmm. then she goes and grabs her purse off the table. So we know it's Purse Girl, although Sean may have, like, how did Sean know that that was Purse Girl? Right. They didn't speak. Right. So now the purse could be in a completely different person's hand.
0: They were just trying to have a nice artsy scene Mm. where there was just like dramatic tension on screen and Mm -hmm. no speaking.
1: No speaking whatsoever.
0: Uh, Yeah, we go to the hallway at school again, and Sean is just livid with Corey.
1: He is so dramatic in this part (laughs) that it made me uncomfortable. Like, a girl came and got her purse, and she just happened to have a boyfriend. But, like, it was so over the top. Like, Corey's just like, how did it go? And Sean's like, I hate everything. (laughs) My world is crumbling down around me. Purse girl has a boyfriend. And he's doing this in the hallway at school Mm -hmm. where everyone can see him. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So um,
1: I'm all for expressing your feelings. But goodness gracious, like, calm down. You didn't know her.
0: But maybe he did because he leaves. He storms off in a huff, Mm -hmm. uh, probably skips school for the day because purse girl had a girlfriend last night. Uh, he came to school just to tell Corey that he was mad at him, and then <laughs> For left. Giving
1: him hope, he's just like, "I'm tired of having hope. I don't want hope anymore. <laughs> Screw everything."
0: And uh, he storms off, and purse girl comes over with yeah. Angela.
1: Well, and Corey and Topanga are like sitting on the couch. Mm-hmm. And purse girl comes over. Angela's with her, and they, you know, aren't paying anyone any mind, and they just start dumping their bags out on the table. And purse girl is like, "Oh, I'm so glad that my purse is here." And Angela's like, "I'm so, like, I cannot believe I lost it. I'm so sorry." And Corey is just like, "Wait a minute, that's like you lost this purse?" And Angela's like, "Yeah, like she let me borrow it, um, and I felt so bad for losing it. Like, I'm so sorry." And um, Corey's like, so all the stuff that was in it, it was your stuff. And she's like, yeah, like, I haven't had my book of sonnets in so long. I can't live without them. And they just like sit back and they're like, oh, my gosh. And yeah,
0: it's like to be continued. Yeah. Um, but we still have a little bit of show left. Mm-hmm. What happens now, Tanya? It's um, a post credit scene.
1: Well, we're in the apartment. Uh huh. And Eric's like, all right, Feeney's not here anymore. I'm going to help you. And Jack's like, you're going to help me? And he's like, yeah, like I learned that I can do this on my own and I can give you the tools to do it on your own too. And they go and they sit on the couch and they cuddle up. It's very sweet. And Eric's like, all right, I'm going to start, you know, spouting off some random questions to you. And I want you to just tell me the first thing on your mind. And he says something about like the Raven. And Jack just sits there. He's like,
0: I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Uh, nevermore.
1: And Jack is just, like, sitting there dumbfounded. He's like, um, this is chemistry. Calculus. Whatever is a C word that I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, and then Eric is just like, Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney. And then we're done.
0: Then we're done, Tanya. How did you feel about this episode?
1: Well, I like this episode very much. I don't love it like it's not like in my top 10 episodes I wanted to love it more but it needed more Angela like I'm glad that she's introduced Mm -hmm. but I like she's so charismatic on screen even for like two seconds like I just wanted her to be in it more so badly but it was a good episode and I definitely see so much of Ryder Strong's influence on his character in this episode that I was really happy to see that Mm -hmm. um And of course, Eric and Jack were wonderful. It's really funny to me how B plots over the course of what, like two, three, seasons two, three and four somehow would coincide with whatever the main plot was. Mm -hmm. Like they would be like almost learning the same thing, but in different ways. And now the B plots are just whatever. Mm -hmm. There's no there's nothing that ties the two together at all. Um, but it was nice to see Eric and Feeney interacting again. Um, and then Eric and Jack's friendship continuing to, like, evolve is nice too. Otherwise, though, like, I just can't get over how grating Topanga has been so far this season. Mm -hmm. Like, I know in our Facebook group, um... I feel like there are multiple posts at this point of some of our listeners just being like, All right, we're filing this away as to why the Lauren saga exists. What we're filing Loren this saga? away. You'll find out soon. Okay. But like ev- like come join us in our Facebook group where we talk about Topanga being awful <laughs> way too often.
0: And our rooster crows in the background.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, Topanga is grating on my nerves at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, it was a solid episode. It wasn't a love episode. How did you feel about this episode?
0: I thought it was good. I thought it was a very good episode. Um, I I have already accepted the fact that I don't like Topanga anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Topanga's stuff didn't bother me so much. Like, this is what I expect out of Topanga. I've also accepted that Corey is not the main character anymore. Mm-hmm. And and that's not bothering me so much. I love the Eric and Jack and Feeney stuff. I love the Eric in the in the elevator. I loved seeing Angela, even though we only saw her a little bit here. I'm not even gonna pretend like I I know the stuff going forward, but um, seeing her here, it was refreshing to see someone with just like not not um, arrogant confidence mm-hmm. someone with real confidence like mm-hmm. this is the confidence that people that I want everyone I know to have mm-hmm. um when I talk to our kids about being confident I, I this is what I mean like mm-hmm. being okay no matter what happens and being able to go yeah well I'm still fine so okay I, yeah. you know this sucks like you can accept that something is awful but still be confident in the fact that uh, all right well I will learn how to adapt and do something else with myself. Right. Um, Like she knows how great she is and uh, knows that she can make do without Mm -hmm. Sean. But she enjoys Sean and and enjoys his company. So like that was really refreshing to see just because I don't think we see that a lot. No. Not
1: especially in this show. Definitely
0: not in this show.
1: Topanga, I think, was that briefly where Mm. it was like she's confident but it wasn't the same thing and and now that confidence has turned into this overbearing like I'm better than everyone, kind of thing. And I think that's what you're talking about with Angela is she owns herself. She doesn't try to own everybody else.
0: Right. No. And what Topanga is doing is like, here's what I believe. And what I believe is so important to me. And it's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you believe what I believe? Mm -hmm. Whereas Angela in, in this, at least, comes across as the kind of person who's like, here's what I believe. And I'm confident enough in what I believe that it doesn't matter to me what you believe mm-hmm. like I know that two plus two is four mm-hmm. if you tell me two plus two is is eight I'm not going to argue with you I know that I'm right but you can believe that it's eight it right. doesn't affect me right um so I, I' just really enjoyed seeing Angela in this and and be that person I, I think at some point in our shows our, our podcasts, History, we're going to want to talk about some of the Angela stuff behind the scenes Mm -hmm. because it's come out years later now that that it was incredibly toxic and racist towards her.
1: Which is not surprising as she is... I mean, they really only bring one black person in at a time. Mm -hmm. We had Eli for like five minutes. Right. And he was a wonderful character. Why they didn't keep using him, who knows? Like... It's one person,
0: right? And 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 there's going to be a time and a place for that. I don't mm-hmm. think in the middle of this episode where we've barely even met Angela is it's time for that. No, uh, but her character is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I feel. How do I mean? Was there anything else that I'm missing? It was a really good episode. I think, um, like I said, it's just crazy to me how much I love Jack and how important Eric is to this show to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas. If you had asked me three years ago before we started this show, it was like, well, this show's about Corey and Sean.
1: Yeah, it really is weird to me how that energy has shifted over. Like, I I definitely don't remember it being the Eric and Sean show, watching Mm -hmm. it growing up, and now, to me, it's very much the Eric and Sean show. Right. And I think maybe it's just because those actors... Are able to play their characters in a way that the writers were just like, um, we need to play to their strengths.
0: Right. Maybe. Um, or maybe the, the writers also just recognize that these were characters that had more growth and, and, uh, personality mm-hmm. in them. But anyway, I, I the episode a lot. So, um. I, I can see where you, where you had issues with it, but none of that stuff is bothering me at this point because uh, I'm confident in my opinion.
1: Well, I think my biggest my biggest issue with the episode was Debbie, and yeah, but and like I didn't want to talk about it too much, which is why I didn't talk about it in like how did I feel about this episode. But but just that scene in there could be so damaging to so many people, even though she came off as an awful person. It, like it, it puts those things in people's heads.
0: It was supposed to bother you. Right. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, but it's like um, sometimes in wrestling when I watch and I'm like, this person is terrible, but that's what you're supposed to think. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you're supposed to think. I understand where it could have been damaging to people, but it is she is there to show you how bad that is right she's not there to show you that this is okay right whereas sometimes i think in this show we get that right in this in this instance you're supposed to look at that and think ugh. right um so at least this time that's how it was being portrayed right um anyway do you have any other thoughts i don't think so do you have I think any that's it do you want to talk about video games or anything
1: no no thank you
0: i think this that's this is the last episode where i talk about video games guys <laughs> if you want to talk about video games with me find our facebook
1: just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world in the search bar and alden will approve you
0: Mm-hmm. and then just like say hey alden you want to talk about video games <laughs> and there i will be um you can also find us on twitter
1: uh at bmg and bmw
0: or you can email us
1: at bmg and bmw at gmail.com
0: Is there anything else you want to say before you go?
1: Uh happy New Year because Oh yeah. Yeah. Last week was supposed to be our Happy New Year episode. And we were just feeling a little under the weather.
0: Yeah, no. It was it was a rough week. Yeah. Um, And this week
1: was maybe rougher, I'm not sure, but we we pushed through. No,
0: you didn't have to drive six hours this week. That's true. Um, and that's draining. Yeah. Anyway, I did mean to bring that up. Like, we're fine. Yeah. We just missed the episode because it was one of those weeks where it was like, there's no way we can have a sane mind and record correct um you know we're we're on the verge of of divorce you know or whatever what (laughs) i always wonder if people think that like if we don't record if people are like oh no they're having relationship trouble
1: (laughs) (laughs) they can't they can't bear to look into each other's eyes and talk to each other for an hour
0: right um anyway we're fine anything else you want to say
1: Mm, Nope.
0: All right, class, you're fantastic. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. We hope it's a better year this year than it was last year. Uh, But all in all, it was a good year for our show, and we really enjoyed getting to know everybody on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: I definitely think that getting to know everyone and developing, like, a friendship over Boy Meets World was a bright spot of 2020, like... I could look forward to that on Mondays, talking to everyone about the episode. And it's just, it's really fun to have this community. And it's not like, I don't feel like we curated this community. No, Like yeah. the people in the community curated it. And it's become something that I feel like is really special.
0: Yeah, come to our Facebook, join um, John and Channing and Joe and, and Cassie, Cassie and Nicole, Nicole uh lauren when she gets caught up (laughs) zella um yeah just a bunch of great people that are fun to talk to um anyway that's gonna do it for us i think after our 10 minute outro (laughs) this has been boy meets girl meets boy meets world season five episode seven
1: class dismissed